This is Faith Speaks, where we get real about what matters and put our faith into action to address the needs in our community. I'm Ben Reynoso, community organizer with the Inland Congregations United for Change, better known as ICUC. I'm Christian Flores, community organizer with Inland Congregations United for Change and a member of the Inland Regional Housing Justice Coalition. What if I'm spending about 50% of my salary? Then you're like severely housing impoverished. Like how are you, your ability to be able to invest in, your, in, in other aspects of your life, like being able to upgrade like your car, especially if you're commuting or something like that, um, paying for additional supplementary costs like food, especially if you have a family and if you're not, you know, single, um, then all that is impacted because you're spending so much just to live somewhere. Right. So I feel that on a personal level, but a real statistic for San Bernardino is that over 30% actually do pay that third that you're talking about. So why haven't I heard anything from elected officials or not so much why, I guess that I don't want to really bias, but what is important that they're not telling me that I should be knowing in order for it to be rectified, I guess, or for me to not have to worry about, um, I guess, being placed on unemployment again and then having to worry if the federal government, because I know that my state wasn't paying for it, if the federal government is looking out for me. Like, how does that translate on a, on a local level? When that money gets here, because I understand there is some money, right? How much money? Specifically for COVID? COVID housing? Is, is it specific like that or...? It's just specifically for helping offset the effects of COVID. It can be up to a certain amount of interpretation. So how much does the county of San Bernardino have total? The county of San Bernardino total has about $380 million. That's in response to COVID, basically, like an emergency kind of grant. Yeah. Is it granted? From CARES. Okay. Yeah. So the county is not having to pay that back, $380 million. And... The number for San Bernardino City is what? It's two point, basically slightly over two million. Wow. Okay. So we have two directly there. Is there any extra money that we're also getting to kind of help? There is the emergency solutions grant funding money, which is a total of four and a half million. From what you understand the community's concerns are, where do you think that six million should be allocated primarily? Let's just say hypothetically speaking. Like in order to kind of be ahead of it a little bit for the community? Housing, for sure, because in San Bernardino, 30% of us, even prior to COVID, were already housing impoverished. We're already behind. What does that mean, housing impoverished? Just real fast. It means you're spending more than a third of your income oh, wow. on housing, which means you only have about two-thirds for car payments, entertainment, food. Insurance. School, if you're going to school, tuition. Uh, I would say housing as well as community programs that could create, well, because our even our community programs themselves, specifically in San Bernardino, have been underfunded, that being able to create job positions within those programs, one, to increase the, the connection to the communities that they're a part of by hiring individuals and very active community members to be the glue for those communities as a way of, of having sustainable in-house jobs, as opposed to being so reliant on external jobs. In addition to helping small businesses um, make it through this rough time, because 
the American dream is sold as if you if you open your small business, then you're no longer having to work for somebody else, and and you you are literally reaping the fruits of your own labor and hard work, so that you can have this form of liberty or freedom, while at the same time providing a service or a need to your your local community. So the goal essentially. You know, thematically sounds like getting that 30% of the community who's having to spend a third of their income or more that are defined as housing impoverished out of that kind of like, you know, perpetually just remaining out of that. Do you think that the city has the leverage or more so the ability to advocate for these types of, um, I guess, supplemental grants or programs beyond COVID? As a person who's from San Bernardino, what is the difference in a city, not to be specific, but think of that city that you'd like to see. What is the difference in that city versus the city as it stands right now? Man, I believe it is really possible, specifically through the help of, of grants and funding. But it also requires really being critical of, of the practices that we've been using and looking into new alternative forms of housing, sustainable housing, community housing, as well as community gardens and other community spaces that are both educational, but also serve the purpose of helping families grow their own food. This is both for health reasons and for the sake of being able to connect them, have deeper connections within the community, as well as being able to actually eat for cheaper than having to pay for everything at a supermarket, which even then the supermarkets or grocery stores within San Bernardino are, are few and far between. We are also considered a food desert because we have significantly more liquor stores or gas stations per capita than real grocery stores. And this also includes fast food restaurants. Um, as opposed to grocery stores where many families aren't able to make their cook and make their own healthy meals and will often default to the unhealthy food options that are around them because that is what they are surrounded by. Those who have the, the ability to will shop around and be able to you know, transport themselves to the areas in the community where there are grocery stores and our healthier food options, or even go outside of San Bernardino for even more healthier and organic options that aren't available here. The San Bernardino that I see really takes a holistic approach to, to our community's health. And, and this even goes to go, to go beyond just the, the, the important health aspect, but also the financial stability aspect is Costs of living, cost of housing are also impacted by the amount of electricity a family uses to use their heater or cooler in the summer and winter. We know summers out here are, are near unbearable. 107 degrees, a couple days. And to pay for a central air conditioning unit, we don't have any, any other options besides Southern California Edison. They get to set the prices, um, which can prove to be an issue when when they are looking out for returns on their stockholders 
investments as opposed to um, making sure those services are, are accessible to everyone in the community because that also ends up posing a health risk, especially for, for the extremes of, of older folks in our community and children in our community who are, are susceptible to heat stroke. So because that's our reality, we're talking about, sadly, statistics that define us or have defined us, even if we don't think that it matters the definition. What Christian is saying is the way that legislation ends up looking. Money is allocated to impoverished and housing impoverished often. It's earmarked like that at the Capitol, at least here in California most times. And if it's not specifically towards it, and it is earmarked, like I just said, the question remains, if leadership was different, if it looked like it wanted to reach into our homes and ask us what was going on, let's say that that happens moving forward. Do you think that beyond, beyond what statistically we've been defined as, that the city of San Bernardino can be? what the people of this community deserve and want from it, which is healthy food options, which is not having to pay a third of my money into my housing, which is oftentimes rent. We are not paying to own. Is there a day, Christian, in our future where maybe the people control the city? There better be. Because if there isn't, then our money at all levels isn't going to go back to the city. It's going to go to the property owners who will only pay for property taxes while they live elsewhere. It'll only go towards the utilities. It'll go towards the corporations and the businesses, most of which the bigger ones don't pay more than property taxes in our city. Trump change. The people who live here day in and day out and do spend money in our grocery stores and things like that, they pay the sales taxes. It's 2.5 million off an Amazon warehouse a year versus billions of dollars that they make. That's what he's saying. If our families didn't have to spend all that much on just surviving, then they themselves would stimulate our economy that much more. That's what community will be, bro. There are things that you can do. Christian, give it to him nice and plain. How can we get ahead of this right here as community members? What I understand, 40 people left comment last time, which is abnormal and a little high for the city of San Bernardino. But there's 40 comments in a city of 200,000 plus. So what can they do? What can we do? So there's a few ways that we, we as community members and individuals can get involved, like at the state level or at the local level, or both, preferably. Today, the, the Senate Judicial Council voted to end two emergency rules that delayed statewide eviction and foreclosure proceedings during, COVID emer- during the COVID emergency period, but now they're set to end midnight, September 1st, meaning people will be able to start being evicted or have their properties foreclosed on if they're buying a house. 
1436 is an important housing bill moving through the Senate Revisions Committee that provides real protections for tenants financially impacted during COVID, with one year to pay back rent from the emergency period as jobs and economies stabilize. However, it doesn't prevent the processing of evictions and foreclosures like the Judicial Emergency Council rules did. Timing is of the essence, especially as it, as it comes to making our legislators hear our concerns so that they can take action in both passing AB 1436 and additional supplemental policy protections before September 1st. In San Bernardino, our city council will be having a hearing during the city council meeting Tuesday, August 19th to approve the use of $2 million in CDBG COVID CARES funding in the amended 2021 uh, annual action plan. However, the plan won't be made available to the public until Saturday, August 15th. Last week, just shy of 40 residents made public comments at the CDBG ad hoc committee meeting. However, we need more presence to put pressure on our elected officials to make the right decision that will benefit families in our community. Public comments around how CARES Act funding will be spent in the city of San Bernardino are needed by Tuesday night at 8 p.m. online via the San Bernardino City website. Learn more by checking out our social media outlets at icucpico.com or at ICC Pico on Instagram. The more you know, the more you grow. I'm Ben Reynoso with the Inland Congregations United for Change, better known as ICUC. And I'm Christian Flores with ICUC and the Inland Regional Housing Justice Coalition. This has been Faith Speaks, and, and thanks, thanks for, for listening. listening.